Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO, Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Dan. Good to be here. All right, Chris, uh, let's catch up on one of our favorite topics, uh, talk a little bit about the Fed and some about the rates. Uh, and specifically, it seems like we're, we're finally counting down the clock to a, to a March rate hike. Uh, is there anything left for the market to price in? And a uh, better question here, is, at least for me here, is uh, an action, a Fed hike action, a relief to investors? Yeah, you know, I think we'll get relief um, I think when we have clarity from the Fed, you know, right now they're still talking out of both sides of their mouth, and the market's given them space to raise rates. All this talk of seven rate hikes or getting to two plus percent, investors need to ignore that. That that's just uh, political commentary more than anything else. Uh, in fact, you know, after economic data this week, we've already seen the market take one Fed rate hike off the table. So you can think about. You know, the market's saying, look, you can raise rates to one and a half percent plus or minus over the next two years, pending what data we see come out. Uh, but the curve is certainly flattened and it's basically, you know, telling the Fed and from based on inflation expectations uh, that are implied in, in, in the fixed income market as well, that look, the inflationary issues we're dealing with now are in the rearview mirror. Uh, we're comfortable that inflation remains well anchored and you've got a little bit of room to normalize policy rates. And quite frankly, the Fed is taking way too long. It's not about killing inflation. They just need to move. Uh, move rates up into the 1% area, 1.5%, and be done with it. Dragging it out is, you know, quite frankly, I think, irresponsible by the Fed. Um, and then, you know, something else we've seen recently here is, and particularly yesterday, um, you know, the market has been expecting or, or looking into consumer weakness um, and then this week we saw you know, retail sales, they, those numbers outpaced expectations. So do you think this is a case of, of just looking too deep into a, a single data point? Yeah, I think when you, you need to look at retail sales from multiple angles. So you know, the seasonally adjusted headline number that they put out beat expectations. Um, if you look at it non-seasonally adjusted, it didn't look good at all. But more importantly is look over it on a, on a year-over-year rate of change. And while you know, it was still strong year-over-year year growth, it was down about 600 basis points or so from the prior month. So we're very much in this uh, growth downturn, and we're going to, because of base effects and because of how strong uh, the economy was in the first quarter of, of 21, we're going to see a very significant deceleration in economic data. Uh, there may be a little bit of a pickup in activity, it, with the February data, but as we get through March, April, May, and into June, there is going to be a just a dramatic slowdown, uh, and people may try to pin it on you know geopolitical risk or other things. It's not. It is very much already baked in the cake, uh, and we've seen it. Like if you just look at Walmart's earnings today, five percent sales growth and twenty-eight percent inventory growth. Uh, that's a problem. It means they're going to cut back on future inventory purchases. So this slowdown is kind of baked in the cake. And investors need to pay attention to it. And as soon as that better than expected retail sales data came out, the bond market sold off. Or I shouldn't say that. Yields sold off. Uh, bonds actually rallied. The curve flattened a little bit. They took out uh, a rate hike for the Fed. So the fixed income market starting to discount the economic slowdown for sure. Yeah, and, and then maybe something that's not slowing down uh, is oil, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. oil, it's sitting around a little over $90 per barrel here as we record this morning. Um, and that's, you know, the first time we've seen a, a nine handle on this since 2014. 
Um, so oil's already up 20% in 2022, um, and that's coming off the heels of being up 50% in, in 2021. And we've begun to see other commodities roll over, but not energy, right? So yeah. what do you think the story is here? Yeah, so you know, energy's a little bit on its own cycle, and whenever you get into an upturn in commodities, it's always led by energy. That doesn't mean energy cannot correct. It certainly can. Um, but we, you know, you can just look at a backward-aided curve for oil, and that tells you that demand is very strong. Don't look at the futures curve and say it implies prices in the future are going to be lower. That's not what it means. It means that demand today is so strong, they're willing to bid up uh, to get their hands on the oil that they need. Um, so, I look, can oil uh, correct? Absolutely. Um, is $90, $95 a fair uh, price for a barrel of oil for markets through time and space to meet supply and demand needs globally? Absolutely. Um, or the securities price for long-term $90 oil? Nope, not yet. Um, so there's some value there. Uh, a lot of the easy money's been made. Now it's going to be up to you know trading the oil price or understanding what companies really have um, the resources and the capital discipline that shareholders can make money with. Um, but no, I look, I think oil prices, we're at the point now where as they continue to rise, they kill demand. And that's how you balance uh, an oil market when you're supply constrained as prices rise and demand falls and it, it becomes balanced. But uh, higher oil prices ultimately s sow the seeds for lower oil prices. But we're going to remain elevated for the foreseeable future. I know the administration came out this week and talked about providing uh, relief to uh, the private sector by eliminating and waiving the gasoline tax. Um, you know, it's just embarrassing. Uh, it's just such a lack of leadership. Uh, if, you, if you want to ensure prices are higher in the future, then subsidize demand for a commodity that's, that's supply constrained. So it'll be good short-term politics if they do something like this, but it just means higher prices in the long term. It's just a genuine lack of leadership. And if we don't address these issues, it'll be you know a bigger problem in the future for sure. Sure. Um, and then the last one I got for you today, you know, we've continued to see some, some rising geopolitical risks, um, and these are blanketed in a new cycle. Yeah. You know, how should investors consider the associated instability yeah. um, into their allocation and investment process? Yeah, I think it's really important for investors to understand we're in a very unique period of time um, that you know often you can just set geopolitical risk to the side. Uh, but they need to understand that this is broader. This isn't about, you know, Russia and Ukraine uh, or NATO or the lack thereof of NATO. This is much bigger. Th this is a culmination of all of the issues we've discussed around demographics and entitlements and poorly executed uh, central bank policy. All of this kind of comes to a head over the remaining part of this decade. And, you know, as the saying goes, there's some decades where nothing happens and then there's weeks where decades happen uh, and we're going to see a series of these so I think it's a very real risk um, what it means for investors is they they cannot look at the most recent decade and extrapolate that into the future we're going to get very different policy tools uh, we're going to get very different pressures uh, and that's going to have impact on valuations. It's going to have impact on business models and industry and regulation and politics. And these are going to be very fluid. 
Um, and so the more speculative areas, as risk goes up, liquidity tightens, you know, they're not going to do as well. And we've already seen that. You know, it's been a pretty good bear market in, in broad parts of uh, U.S. equity markets. Many stocks are down 40 and 50 percent from their March 21 highs. You know, we've seen 15 to 20 percent corrections from November uh, for many of the, the, the leadership in the various indices from small, mid and large. So, um, you know, investors need to pay attention, but don't don't focus on just Russia and Ukraine. Don't focus on any one thing. Understand that we're moving into a more challenging environment. And with that, you just you need to be more cognizant and a little bit more conservative. It doesn't mean you don't invest and take risk. It just means you need to do it where you have fundamentals and you have a, a real plan in place. All right, well, let's wrap it up there for today. So thanks for uh, coming on, and, and certainly great to hear and sit down with you again. So we will see you soon, Chris. Sounds good, Dan. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.